Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. What a game last night. Melbourne Storm getting it done against South Sydney Rabbitohs in extra time. Ryan Pappenhausen coming off his right foot and then delivering another field goal. Just sensational. Pappy, he's just becoming one of those guys you rely on in those very big moments. He was great last night. Harry Grant, obviously the star of the show. He was incredible. But this morning, and we're going to talk about it more during the week. We'll go deep dive with Kempi on Monday. But I just want to talk about South Sydney. Where is this team at? I mean... We saw them last week come against the Brisbane Broncos. They get beat 11-4. I thought Brisbane, as much as I thought Brisbane could have been better, I thought they played pretty damn well. I thought South Sydney was pretty average. Um, South Sydney last night, uh, apart from the last 15 minutes, they didn't look like scoring. I I just, I couldn't even see a world where they were going to score, to be perfectly honest with you. And as much as they scored the 14 points they needed to in the last 15 minutes or so, I thought that also bombed another two or three opportunities. There was a moment, there was a couple of moments there where Tane, he could have passed early for AJ to score. I thought Jackson Paulo left a number of points on the table there with just silly decisions. And it makes me sort of sit here and go, where the hell is South Sydney at? Now, they've played poorly in two games for me. They've lost by seven to a Brisbane team playing well in Brisbane. And then they've lost to Melbourne in Melbourne. Craig Bellamy's 500th, Munster returns, Harry Grant returns. I mean... South Sydney are playing poorly, in my opinion, and they're only just getting beat. Now, they've got the Sydney Roosters next week. They're looking down the barrel now of an 0-2 start to the season. I mean, as much as I don't think they've been playing well, it's not like they're losing by much. Are they a gritty, tenacious team? Are teams playing? I don't know what to make of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I think that it was blatantly obvious last night that they've got to make some changes to their squad. I think it's blatantly obvious now the Jackson Paulo thing. They probably need to cut ties with this year. If he would have stayed at left centre last night for the entire game, they wouldn't have got back in that for me. There's not a hope in hell they would have got back in that. Jackson Paulo, as we've always said, he is a really, really good winger. He's a great winger. He's a proven good right winger. For me, at left centre, it just isn't working. It isn't working in attack, most importantly, but in defence, I don't think it's working either. I think this is a change they need to make. Whether it means 
moving Tane Milne um, to left center, I, I'm not sure. Look, I, I don't think Tane Milne's an absolute superstar. I don't think he's the sort of player that is probably worthy of being on that top shelf edge. But you can't tell me Tane isn't a better option than Jackson Paula. Even from a small sample size the other night, we know what Tane can do in defense as well. I think it's just a change that has to happen. And this isn't really a shot at Jackson Paulo. It's more so... It's also just appreciating what he does on the wing. I say the same thing about AJ when they move him to fullback. That was a shit fight last week. AJ, his, his positioning, especially in attack, is all out of whack when he jumps into the fullback role. But he's a premier winger. He's one of the best wingers, if not arguably the best winger. I wouldn't have him as the best winger, but I know some people would. He's got to be right up there with the best wingers in rugby league when he's on that left edge, and that's where they should keep him. I think the same as Jackson Paul. I think he has to go back to the right wing. I think they have to either play Tane Milne at left center or it's going to be interesting over the next few weeks. Isaiah Tass, he returns via New South Wales Cup. Now, if Isaiah Tass is the player that I think he is, I think he would make a really good right center. And I thought South Sydney's best player on the park last night by a mile was Campbell Graham. And for me, he has to be at left center. And if he was at left center... This South Sydney team, they could be anything. I mean, it is so obvious that they're just lacking a little bit of polish on these left-side plays that they've been nailing for the last few years. You can also see the impact, and this is what we spoke about last year, just the impact of the difference it makes with Adam Reynolds because he just digs that metre more into the line. It's something they they will assess at the moment. They're relying on Cam Murray to do it. Ilias isn't doing it as much as I probably hoped he would be, but... He's only week two with Ilias, but you've got to assume, as much as I've talked him up and everything, you've got to assume that he's under a little bit of pressure. Uh, came up with some, you know, some pretty average plays last night. Kick out on the full was a big one that really hurt South Sydney. Then there was just just a couple of passes that he's landing to Cody Walker, especially when they, they were going down the right, which should be his bread and butter, where he just puts it 30 centimetres behind Cody. Now, is it a disaster? No, it's not, but... You need to be putting those balls out in front. You have to be putting those balls out in front of Cody Walker. He is going at top speed with blokes shooting in on him because they're so worried about him. You've got to be landing those passes. So Ilias, I think he will be under a little bit of pressure. I think he holds his spot next week against the Sydney Roosters. But God, they've got to start to turn this around. And when I say turn it around, I make it sound like it's a train wreck. The reality is that they've played poorly and they've hung in two games. Now, we don't really know where the Brisbane Broncos are at this season, but when you look in just a vacuum at their first game, they were pretty damn good. On the other side of the coin, though, I've got to say, I think Katoni Staggs, if he brought a better pair of hands last week, all of a sudden, I think the Broncos sh- probably should have scored 30 points. They got uh, they, they got lucky on a few times South Sydney that Selwyn Cobbo, you know, he went out or he overtimed his run. They had times where Katoni Staggs, he probably should have scored two tries last week and he let himself down with his hands or a mistimed pass, all these things. So there was a heap of opportunities for Brisbane to score a heap of points last week. Is it South Sydney being a gritty, tenacious team or is it Brisbane making mistakes that they didn't really take advantage of their opportunities in that game? The same thing last night. I mean, we, we, we went upstairs to Video Ref two or three times with the Melbourne Storm to have them denied tries. They only led by 14. All of a sudden, South Sydney make a few positional changes. Interestingly enough, they took Damien Cook off. They put Havili on. And I sort of sat there and watched Havili, and there was a couple of times where I thought he took the wrong options. But they just started to score points all of a sudden. Did Melbourne... Did Melbourne already pack it up for the evening? Was it the left? Was what was it the change on the left side of moving Jackson Paul to the right wing that really opened South Sydney up? 
I, I'm not sure because even when they do that, they, they still blew a couple of opportunities. Like, for me, if the South Sydney Rabbitohs last year played that last 20 minutes again and when they clicked into gear and the opportunities they had, they probably score 20 to 24 points because they created opportunities against the best, well, one of the best defensive teams in this competition. It was just the execution that was lacking. Um, for me, I had a few people message me saying, why on earth would you move Cam Murray to the bench to start the game? And I understand why people were upset with it. Uh, I, I understand what what the coach was trying to do because it is similar to what I said on the podcast, what I would do if I was taking on Melbourne. I said I'd play Jai Arrow off the bench. I'd keep him fresh. I'd play Jacob Host on the left edge and then I would bring Jai Arrow and I'd also bring Davey Mawali into the squad, which is what they did. And I would unleash them when the Melbourne Storm boys started to bring their bench on. Now, that was essentially what the South Sydney Rabbitohs coach did. I thought it was smart, but he did it slightly differently. He took Cam Murray off to start the game. And that one, I don't know, it just didn't... I, I Once again, I understand what he was trying to do, but I think Jai Arrow was the guy to play that role. And I'll stand by that. And look, South Sydney, they held their own. But as soon as those guys came on the bench, as per Craig Bellamy, as per the Melbourne Storm... They brought a heap of reserve-grade second rowers on the field to play as middles, and they did really well. That Alec McDonald, he's an absolute freak. He has come from the clouds. He showed up to the Melbourne Storm preseason as one of the 30 blokes coming down from, from Queensland, like they always do, and 30 blokes from all over the place. And he earned himself a contract within a few weeks. Absolutely brain it. We're now looking at round one, where he ends up playing about 50 minutes of football when he hasn't played a game of Queensland Cup yet. The next week, he runs into the South Sydney Rabbitohs. They were grand finalists last year, and he does what he did last night. He's a very, very impressive guy. Um, the, the other one, uh, Trent Lieru. I mean, uh, what what can't this bloke do? There's just, the, the, the depth that the Melbourne Storm have is unbelievable. And look, I really do think that Nelson Asafa Solomon, there was moments there where he was the best player on the field last night. There was moments where he was the worst player on the field, though, because he came up with a couple of errors that really let South Sydney back into this game. For me, I look at the Melbourne Storm and, and I, I wouldn't dare rule them out of uh, winning a premiership this year. I wouldn't dare say that. I still think they can win it. I've probably got Penrith in, in front of them and I think long-term, I probably have East in front of them despite how poor the Roosters have looked to start the year. But for me with Melbourne, I really do think that a lot of their season comes down to Nelson. He's now the guy in the front row. He's their explosive guy. We don't know what's happening with Tui Kamikamika. We know who Jesse Bromwich is. He's going to stand. He's going to deliver. But he's not going to be your explosive guy. He's not going to go for four offloads. He's not going to break eight or nine tackles on a good night. We know who Jesse Bromwich is. We know we're going to get out of him every week. The variable is Big Nelson. Now, started last night unbelievably. He was running great. I think he came up with two one-on-one steals in the first five or so minutes, which with the size he's at, if he just gets his, his technique in the right spot, he should be able to do that most weeks. So that was a great start. But then there was a couple of errors that snuck into his game some when he was trying to offload, some when he was just going to ground, and he's just got to cut that sort of stuff out of his game. And I know it's easier said than done, but the Melbourne Storm can't afford to make more tackles than what they need to this year, in my opinion. Considering the guys they're missing, they can't afford to be turning over that sort of ball. As great as it is when Nelson offloads, it's fantastic. That's when Melbourne play their great footy. He just needs to get those errors out of his game. And I think he's at the age now where Nelson... He needs to take that next step in his career and he needs to be better. And you know what? I uh, And this isn't me having a real crack at him. It's just... 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. That Nelson is so good and he is so talented and he is so big, but he's been so good and so big for so long. He's been a utility guy. You can cop him making two to three errors a game because he'll, he'll make it up in other spots. And you've got Welsh, you've got Jesse Bromwich, you've got Dale Fanuke and these guys that will hold the fort. Their defense will be okay. I think you saw last night that Nelson is going to be incredibly important and he needs to just clean up his game. The They, they can't afford those couple of extra errors every single game. So Nelson, I think he can be a guy that can really set this season up for the Melbourne Storm to be successful. But I think he's got to clean up those little things. South Sydney, they're a classic team. As, as I said on Kempe's podcast the other day, they're a classic team that I want to see in the first month because I've got idea where South Sydney's at right now. Are they a good team? Are they a shit team? Are they a gritty team? Are they a team that that other sides have made mistakes again that have kept them in the contest? I don't know what to make of them. Are they a team that the coach has just fucked around with a couple of positional plays that he's now going to reverse and hopefully they'll be better for it? Really don't know. They're a team that Yes, they're missing Adam Reynolds. They've got a rookie half there. That's going to take time. They also didn't have Latrell last week. Based on what I saw last night, I think they probably... If the game played out the exact same way against the Broncos last week with Latrell, I think the Rabbitohs probably get the job done there. He just He's just got a little something extra about him, Latrell, that you know he's, he's only a handful of guys in rugby league do, and he's the guy in the South Sydney team that really does have that little something extra to him. Cody Walker, he looks a bit frazzled to me at the moment, uh, which I understand this was always going to be the reality. It was never going to be easy without Adam Reynolds, uh, but they probably need to get a W soon. We mentioned all preseason, they have got this really tough draw to start the season, and you know I probably thought the Broncos was going to be the easy game out of all of them. Fuck, they got closer to beating the Melbourne Storm, and they didn't start playing rugby league until the 65th minute, and even then, their completion rate wasn't great. I mean, I... I, I I think it was Vossi said last night at one point that they that only completed 48% of their sets, which is a little bit ridiculous when I also look back and think they weren't playing overly expansive footy. They made the vast majority of their errors on their pet play, their bread and butter that they always have down pat. But a couple of personnel changes between Adam Reynolds, between Jackson Paulo, that have sort of given that a bit of a shake-up. So I, I don't know where South Sydney's at. I want to see them over the next two weeks. I think they play... I think they played the Sydney Roosters next week. Then they got the Penrith Panthers. So, I mean, they could quite easily be looking down the barrel of 0-4. They need to win one of these two, I think. I think the coach is already looking a little bit stressed. I think he's looking already looking a little bit frazzled. A lot of people have told me that him moving Cam Murray to the bench is him being rattled and having head noise. I'm not going to push it that far. As much as I think he is a little bit rattled, I think I understand what he was trying to do by bringing Mawali onto the bench and bringing Cam Murray into this side, but it just didn't it just didn't play out for him as he anticipated. Um, I, I I really don't know where South Sydney are at. I can't put my finger on what it is with the Bunnies right now. 
I still stand by what I said at the start of the season. I think they've got enough talent in their squad to beat a lot of the bottom teams. As I said, I think if they had Latrell last week, they potentially win that game. I think last night, as shit as they played for the first 65 minutes, if they got beat by Melbourne by one point, they probably beat the bottom 10, 12 teams in this competition realistically. So we'll see how it plays out for South Sydney, a team that I'm very, very excited to watch over the next two weeks. They've got two big tests coming. They've got a lot of shit to sort out. They've got a lot of positions to sort out. Big, big test for the coach and working out how he goes about it. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Acast and Befaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider skrætter alle de der podcast og forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lytte til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmangel.